The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking Foundation, Episode 4, Barbarians at the Gate. Welcome and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. This is going to be our spoiler-free review of Foundation, Episode 4. And I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. Jude is here. Hello. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm all right. Are you are you loathing this show still? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you for asking. And also here, the frustrated producer of the show, Matthew Kadish. Yes. Um, this is actually my favorite episode yet. Um, I feel like we're finally getting past the setup phase of the series, and we're starting to get into the meat of what's going to be the action. And um, I really love the show. In fact, I turned to Jude after it was over. I was like, how can you not like this show? And she just gave me the, the death stare like she's doing right now. That one right there? Yeah, yeah. I got you. The Barbarian Space Viking is here as well. Welcome, Matt. How you doing, bud? Hey, man, I'm here. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Good. All right, guys. Uh, continuing on, we're going to be doing spoiler-free for the first section. And then if you want the full spoilers where we're like raw, unfiltered, and you guys get exclusive access to that episode, join the club. Go to saltynerdclub.com. That is where you are going to find our full, in-depth, deep dives into this TV show. Mm-hmm. With um, all of our theories and all that stuff. Yeah, all the, all the cool stuff is going to be for the club members. Yeah, so Because some people actually like highbrow science fiction. Some people like Kadish over here. <laughs> Actually, a lot of we've had a few people join the, the membership just because of of what we're doing with Foundation, and they're they're in our chat, freaking blowing it up. The dude. Foundation section is active. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, very people, active. People are writing like entire novels. It's amazing. I love it. I love it because it makes me appreciate the show more. I'm getting a lot of information from people, uh, and it, it's pretty cool. I've never once looked in that <laughs> section of the Discord. You just um, hold your flag, you, dude. If you want me to, you're gonna have to tag me because I don't. No. Everyone in that section is like, please, Jude, don't quit. <laughs> that is true. Oh, yeah, they did. They really are. Yeah, they've been asking you not to quit. Like, don't don't leave after five episodes. You have to keep going. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Listen to some sponsors. We'll be right back. We're going to get into this episode. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome back, everybody. All right. This is going to be spoiler free uh, for a couple minutes here. Uh, Matthew Kadish, take it away, sir. What is this episode all about? So this episode is called Barbarians at the Gate. And this episode, we kind of see, uh, once again, we've got the the story on Trantor, which is the home of the Empire. Mm-hmm. And then we got the story on Terminus, which is the home of the Foundation. And on the Empire side of things, um, the new uh, kind of Cleon Triangle is dealing with um, some worrisome fallout from the Starbridge um, collapse that Harry Seldon predicted. And the current day, the current emperor who's sitting in the middle chair, 
realizes that his predecessor kind of let this stuff fester and now he's trying to clean it up. And uh, it's it's really interesting because we're getting a lot of strife within the three Cleons. The youngest Cleon doesn't seem to be in tune with his older predecessors. They yep. seem kind of frustrated with him. Uh, the middle Cleon seems frustrated with uh, with uh, Dusk because he let all this stuff happen. And Dusk is just kind of like, fuck you guys, I'm out of here. Um, so, you know, we got that story going on. And then we've got the foundation story, which uh, the show actually seems to be condensing the first two um, stories that Salvador Harden is in into one and kind of moving up the timeline. And it's basically the Anacreon invasion of uh, Terminus. And uh, they're basically uh, setting siege to uh, the foundation colony that's being protected by this shield. But um, because they're now surrounded, they're isolated, they can't contact the empire and they're woefully ill-equipped to deal with these Anacreons yeah. um, who basically just laid siege to them. And that's where the title Barbarian at the Gates come from. And the the people who run Foundation kind of look at the um, outer region uh, worlds as barbarians. Like, like they're like, oh, they're technologically unadvanced. They're kind of like stupid and, and savage and stuff like that. And so we kind of get some interesting play between uh, the foundation people and um, the uh, Anacreons. The, yeah, the head of the Anacreon army. She has a special name. It was like um, it's the Grand Huntress. The Grand Huntress. Uh, of, that's right. Of, of, what a, of Anacreon. What a name. When, when they when they dropped that, and I was like, "That's was, a freaking title. That's a dope title." Game of Thrones. Um, no. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. If she was gonna, I'm, I'm getting the vibes that she was like a like a sand snake or what was that? The lady that got put in the dungeon and had to watch her daughter rot. Yeah, it's not that actress, it's, but it's, I know. I know. I'm, you're getting, about. I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. Off of her, yeah. Um, is that everything for the synopsis? Yeah, that that's pretty much okay. what happens in this episode, and we also get a little bit more about like the mysterious vault and how that connects with Salvor and uh, how that um, kind of impacted the previous episode where Salvor was seeing this mysterious figure. Yeah. The ghost. And we find out who that ghost was in this episode. And also we get a little bit more of an inkling of what the show is doing with the vault. That's very different from the books. Okay. Uh, for me, this, this show is weird because I, I enjoy watching it, but it, it, I have to watch it like two or three times in order to really get the gist. Yeah. There, there's something about it. That's like, there's like the way they talk is very poetic and they're using mm -hmm. all these weird words. And I'm like, I have to listen to their sentences a few times. I'm like, cause I'm that dumb. And I'm just watching this and I'm like, okay, it's really pretty. The acting is really good. The story, especially with the empire, the freaking I'm in on that. That's mm -hmm. a cool storyline. I like seeing them in fighting. I like seeing the freaking the younger one kind of be like a ditz and like off on his own thing. And then the, the older one in the, the middle day, um, they're like, button heads about mm -hmm. who, who made the bigger mistake. So I'm like, I'm enjoying all of that, but the show is like frustratingly detailed and I have to keep going back and like rewatching it to kind of get the gist of what's happening. What, so, what do you think? So about this I'm, I'm, I'm not rewatching episodes. No, two, three, four times. No, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Um, I find myself more interested in the, in the empire and the Cleons. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I find their story more interesting than anything that's going on up there in Terminus. Um, I don't know why exactly. I just find it more compelling, more interesting to see their, their relationships. Yeah. Kind of grow and it's cool. Mangled and you know, it's just, yeah. So it's cool to me to think that like the, the brother day who was mm -hmm. like the, the one in charge, the last two episodes ago was the little kid mm -hmm. who watched all this shit happen. And now he's dealing with the consequences of that. Like right. I, I really like that whole 
this is the, the way that's they show time dynamic. pass. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So, I, I, I've never really, I don't think I've ever seen another show that had this kind of a play on a character before. Mm-hmm. You know, where you watch the the same character play the same dude, but not the same dude. <laughs> I don't Ice even know pirates. how. Pirates. <laughs> so Jude, I know you actively hate this show. Yes. What did you think about this episode? Um, I guess I hated it the least of, oh, okay. of, uh, what I have watched so far. Um, I can appreciate what they're, what they're trying to do with, um, like the story and, and, um, the character development. I see what they're doing and I get it. I'm just still not into it. Mm. Um, I agree with Vader that, um, the empire stuff is interesting and, um, and not terribly hard to follow. Um, and oh God, I'm sorry. I just don't have much to say about oh, it. Fine. Um, I, I, I have been able to separate myself between like book and show when it comes to the empire stuff, because it's, it's so different. Yeah. Um, and I, I just find all of the, um, terminus stuff really boring still. Okay. You're not and I don't that. care. Okay. <laughs> Kadish, um, what did you think about the two separate storylines? Which ones did you, are you more interested? Are you in fully vested in both sides of this whole thing? I, I am. Okay. So like, um, I'm kind of on my hill over here with Terminus because, so the Empire stuff, I, I don't disagree. It, it is fascinating. And that's where like most of the intrigue is happening. And so like, I think because of that, it, it's a lot more compelling. Uh, but now we're getting into the Terminus stuff where, um, the bulk of the action is going to be taking place. And, um, I find it super interesting. It's, it's a lot different from the empire stuff simply because it's a little bit more about, you know, like we're on, uh, this planet on the edge of the galaxy and like we're isolated from people and we have to protect ourselves. And so there's not a lot of intrigue going on there, but there is a lot of like, you know, kind of like action happening. And I feel like this was the last episode of setup because the next episode is basically the midpoint of the season. And so like, we're going to have, you know, 10 episodes of the season and in the midpoint is usually when a big reversal happens. If you're going through like traditional story structure and we all know David Goyer is kind of like, you know, big on that. And so I'm expecting a big twist to happen in the next episode. And it felt like everything leading up to that point uh, has just been kind of like laying the no pun intended foundation for the story to come. Mm -hmm. And with this stuff, like I'm actually like, I'm really liking Southworth Harden. I like that, um, you know, her relationship, uh, kind of antagonistic relationship with Louis Pyrene, who runs, uh, the, the foundation colony, um, that's straight from the books. Um, I like what they're doing with the vault and like, you know, Salvor's connection with it. There's just a lot of stuff going on that, you know, not necessarily from the books, but um, inspired by the books that they're putting a really interesting and unique twist on. And I like that the Anacreon invasion actually seems like an actual threat and that Salvor knows that there's more to it than they realize at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wonder what it's going to be. And this is a, a show that, you know, y- you say you have to watch it a couple of times in order to understand it. I watch it more than once because I'm fascinated by it <laughs> and I, I love it. And so I'm liking both stories equally as much, but you know, I can see why people kind of gravitate more towards the empire story because that's where like the game of Thrones type intrigue is happening. And, yeah. and this is the first time that we actually got to see the Cleons, like not on the same page. Like they were actually kind of, you know, fighting with one another and unhappy with one another. Cause in the, the first two episodes, like they're almost like a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but now they're a dysfunctional family and that's creating a lot of interesting tension and it makes you wonder, okay, what's going to happen next? So I'm really liking it. Okay. Yeah. The stuff with the Cleons, the, the younger one, the, um, Dawn, he's fascinating because we saw in the last episode where he was like just born as a baby and the, the brother dark or brother darkness was off about to commit his ritual yes. suicide. And he was like, there's something wrong with him. And now we're starting to see like, okay, so he's like, doing weird things in his bedroom by himself. And he's like, he's off on his own little world. He's not paying he's, attention. He's a little more curious than he needs to be. But yeah. Like, yeah. It's very, it's, it's interesting. And I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. And if they, contemplating if, life. I don't know if we're going to have another self out windows. Do I matter? Is there another, uh, big time jump coming up pretty soon? Um, I mean, who knows? Okay. Um, I I'm guessing that maybe towards the end, We'll see stuff. And okay. also we got a little bit of a tease that uh, Gail Dornick, um, who we last saw yeah. being shot out into space, uh, will be returning in the next episode. So like we were finally kind of picking back up with Gail. Yeah. Oh, finally. Yeah. Well, we'll get two strong female characters to, <laughs> to root for now. All right. All right, guys, that's it for our spoiler free. We can't really talk about anything else without getting super deep into it. If you want to hear the rest of this conversation, go to saltinerclub.com and join the club membership. That is where you're going to get the nitty gritty, the stuff that we can't say on YouTube or the heavy spoiler stuff, the speculations, and uh, also a ton of extra content. We have uh, over two years of backlog, uh, Patreon-only material and um, Discord access and all kinds of really cool stuff. So jump in, join the club, and uh, join us for the rest of this conversation. Stay salty. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 